Are you ready for something more, better, or different? Have you been looking for more success in your life? Here is your opportunity. Dr. Young's show, Transformation for Success, will help you discover a future for change with possibility thinking, new vision, and creative solutions to impact a more fulfilling lifestyle. Dr. Barbara is an accomplished leader and change guru who is passionate about helping others to gain the triumphs and successes that lie ahead. She brings you up close and personal with interviews from successful experts, corporate leaders, sports figures, entertainment personalities, coaches, thought leaders, and authors who dared to dream, take risks, and gain success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Well, hello there, and a big special shout out to all of my national, international, and my local fans and listeners. We're coming live from California. I want to thank all of you for your support and for tuning in or downloading the Transformation for Success show each week. And I want you to continue to share with your friends and colleagues. And for those of you who might be new listeners, the shows are syndicated and rebroadcast on the Empowerment influencers and business channels on Fridays at noon. So I also want you to check out my television online network, Transformation for Success TV on TheVoiceAmericaTV.com. Well, I want to get right to my guest today. I am so excited. I have a very powerful guest, Josanne Marie, who created a culture of wellness after surviving sexual violence, and which we know can be very challenging. She's an award-winning actress, Jamaican native, and a new author. She's helping women and men to overcome abuse and difficult situations by sharing her own story of struggle, bravery, and triumph in a newly released book called Beautiful, Unashamed, and Unafraid. So today, my guest, Josanne Marie, will give you the feeling of if somebody's sitting in front of you and speaking with you. So today, we invite you to our personal and caressing your soul interview with Josanne Marie. Welcome, Josanne, to Transformation for Success. How are you? <laughs> I am great, Dr. Barbara. Thank you so much such an honor to be um, on your show, and I am good. I am good. Despite the the week and the year so far we've had, I am good. Yes, <laughs> yes. this has been a week, and I can't say that uh, it has, it's been challenging and harrowing for everyone in the United States uh, that we're going through. Uh, uh, protesting of, and which in some cases has been a little unruly. And I yeah. have to say this publicly that I do not condone violence, although I do uh, believe in peaceful protesting. But when it comes to violence right. and looting and setting fires to people's properties, totally. this is not the way we handle situations. So today, Jojan. I am just happy to have you on the show in spite of all of this. So I just want to alert my listeners out there that we care and know that with the pandemic and all the things that the United States is going through, we're all in this together. And there has to be dialogue. And we are praying that there will be an opportunity for all of our voices to be heard in a sensible and reasonable fashion to come up with solutions. So in your book, 
uh, Josanne, you talk about some of the things that you've gone through, some of the challenges that have faced you, and they've been personal, they've been intimate challenges, and so I know it's been, uh, for your life, it has been some difficult times, and you have come through them beautifully. So, I want you just to share a little bit, because for my listeners, she has survived sexual violence, which can be very challenging, uh, abusive situations difficult situations, and she shares her own struggle and bravery in her book, Beautiful, Unashamed, and Unafraid. So, Josanne, tell me a little bit about what really inspired you to write this book and how you became so transparent, because in most cases, a lot of women don't share as much as you have shared, you know, to become this beautiful, unashamed woman. So, share a little bit of how you came to that conclusion. Um, yeah, thank you. I, you know, what you just said a while ago about a lot of pe- women don't share was one of the reasons why I decided mm-hmm. to share. Okay. Because the, um, one of the main reasons, not the only one, um, you know, basically, let me start from this. So I, you know, went through sexual abuse, molestation from I was six to 16 to over a 10 year period with a family member and, um, you know, that was obviously traumatic and devastating and I was a runaway teenager on the streets of New York and at some point in my life, and I'm sure we'll get more into the conversation, um, I decided to pursue my own healing because I realized that a lot of times we wait for the people who wound us to heal us and that most times is not going to happen. (laughs) So... Um, I believe that God gives us the power to um, not allow a tragic event to be the story of our lives. You know, how did, how did you come? And, how did you come to um, the acknowledgement that you had to get over this? What precipitated that decision you made that I'm going to get through this, although difficult? What was did something happen that precipitated your decision to get on with your life? I think to some level it has to do with how I was raised as a child. Um, mm-hmm. My grandmother, regardless of the fact, we, you know, I was raised in, born in Jamaica, raised there until I was 10. And as a little girl, my grandmother always taught me that, um, that I can be something, you know, I can be something better. That was something that was taught to me as a child, that there was greater things out there. So I came up with that belief that no matter what happened in life, things can be better. Um, So that was a seed that was planted in my life. And throughout the course of my life, you know, from watching, you know, inspiring speakers, uh, going to church here and there, um, guidance counselors who saw things in me that I didn't see myself. It was just a variety. It was a community of people from Jamaica all the way to the U.S. who planted seeds in my life, and I grabbed hold of them. Um, because I needed them. So they were like my jewel. They were my oasis in the desert when they spoke those words. And I just, you know, choose to, and I use the word choose because I think it's a choice. You don't always feel like it, but I choose to grab hold of it. And mm-hmm. so even though I was going through those things, I still had a glimpse of hope in my spirit that, I have to get over this. And I've seen my grandmother and my mom who've been in, in sexual violence and domestic violence 
And as a child growing up, I decided that I, I didn't want to be that statistic. You know, it was something in me. And, I, you know, I, can, I don't want to over-spiritualize it, but I really believe that, you know, God really put that inside of me. Like, this was uh-huh. part of my purpose and my destiny. So, you know, moving forward, as far as your question earlier regarding the book, you know, I went through a period in my life where I pursued that healing and I came to a place where I wanted to share the story because I heard so many times people say, oh, this topic is so heavy. Uh-huh. And I'm like, well, if we never talk about it, it's going to be heavy. Anything that's in the dark is always heavy. <laughs> Gary, you know? That's true. That's and true. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, your story is so I, remarkable. It's so remarkable and why I really uh, was excited to have you on the show, Josanne, because there are so many women and children and uh, even some men who've gone through Mm -hmm. physical, mental, sexual abuse uh, from young ages. But uh, but in your case, you had homelessness. You had, uh, which, of course, is a natural, perpetual, toxic relationships because you don't know how Mm -hmm. to build a healthy relationship because you're not healthy. And then there's suicidal Mm -hmm. thoughts and this internal brokenness. The thing that I'm so intrigued is because there are so many women who have fallen victim, and I hate using that word, but to all of these things that they never heal, they never overcome, and they either commit suicide or they overdose or they, you know, end up with fractured lives, never coming to grips with what you stated that you decided you wanted to have control of every aspect of your story. And I love that, that you had the authority to change the headlines by understanding that the only reason you were stuck Mm -hmm. in suffering was because you were always in the victim mode. Can you kind of explain that to some of the listeners out there who may be in a place where you were and they're struggling to get out of it? And they're still in that victim mode. How do you change that? I think it just it starts with a decision. You know, one of the things um, I shared in the book in the beginning is perspective changes everything. If you know whatever lens you're looking through and whatever you focus on becomes your reality, it's what's magnified. So if you look at yourself always as a victim. That's what you're going to experience. That's what you're going to feel. Um, but when you look through a different lens and choose to the choice, the willpower to choose choose something different, I'm not saying it's easy. And so I'm going to preface it with this, that, you know, to anyone out there who are struggling with that, is being gentle with yourself because it's not an event. Your healing is not an event. It's a journey. It's a journey. And it's, 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 it's deciding hey, today I'm going to get up and I'm going to do one thing that I am capable of doing in order to bring healing into my life, to lead me to a place of wholeness. And so I, it didn't happen for me overnight. This was an eight-year journey. And I'm not saying it will, for some people it might be shorter, some people it might be longer. Every one story is so different and unique and personal. So I would, you know, really suggest um, the first step is the thoughts, because when you're being victimized, whether emotionally, sexually, or physically, it speaks a language to your body and to your mind that you are not of worth. 
and the, 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 the change and the transformation, it says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The renewing of your mind is when, you, when someone considers you not worthy, you also have to know that you are worthy of rescue when you're in a place of victimization. And if you feel that you're, if you believe that you're worthy of rescue, then the signs are all around you. You're not alone. You know, there was a point where I felt like I was alone. I was the only child going through this. I can't speak about it. I was the only woman going through this. I can't share. I'm so ashamed, you know, and that's the first thing. And the truth of the matter is that you're not, you're not. And not that that should make us feel any better, you know, but yes. it's always feels the burden is less and lighter when you feel that you know, you know that you have people who can walk with you through it. So the first step I would say is being gentle with yourself and look for the okay. signs in your life. Who can I speak to? Maybe you cannot speak to everybody, everyone. Maybe you can't do a solo play like I've done a show, but you can talk to a friend, a close friend. That's it. it started with me talking to my guidance counselor. That was the first person I told when I was in high school. Oh, your guidance and counselor. Uh-huh. I didn't, yeah, guidance counselor. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want the situation. This was in high school. I didn't want to... You know, because I loved my my family, you know, my dad. This happened with my dad. I loved my dad. And, you know, despite of the things that had happened, I still had that fear of having, you know, the police get involved and different things. And, you know, I, I, but I need to share. Mm -hmm. And she was on, she understood and she was gentle with me and walk with me in other areas of my life until I graduated from high school. So she was the first person. And then it was a a professor in college. And then it was friends. And then it was the pastor at church. Okay. So you began um, really to basically, you began really basically what I hear you saying is you began to open up to people, uh, not keeping it as a secret, but, but, but having a trust to and those people, the guidance counselor and the professor, and the fact mm-hmm. that you didn't get uh, censorship from them, so to speak, that right. oh, they were looking at you. Because I think sometimes, uh, when I've heard from other uh, situations such as yours, is that there's always mm-hmm. that you had something to do with it, that you were responsible for this person. Uh, mistreating you or doing something, or you yourself start to feel as though it's something you have done that contributed to it. So, well, that yeah, is, a lot of, mm-hmm. go, go, you know, a lot of go ahead. Why, 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 you know, um, victims of abuse feel that way. Most time, the abuse that they suffer is by someone they know whether a friend, an uncle, a dad, uh, you know, whomever, mm-hmm. um, a close family friend. And so there is a, a big hard thing that happened where, you know, the, especially when you're younger, let me say that, you know, where you feel as if, well, maybe I, I shouldn't have wore that, those shorts. Or maybe it was because of my shape. Because you, you want to find a reason why would an adult take yes. advantage of me? You, you, you know, and then your heart is involved because a lot of times 
is someone you trust. That's why they're able to do those things. And they're able right. to groom you and manipulate you. So you, there's, you know, so that's one of the reasons why a lot of um, victims of abuse, you know, um, and even domestic violence, take it further, has been, you know, um, taking advantage of his wife. There's love in place. There's trust in place. So the woman is feeling, am I doing something wrong? Am I making this man angry? Why? You know, they're looking for a reason. And I must say, there's never a reason for abuse. <laughs> Absolutely. Abuse. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, there, you know, you talked about uh, a simple perspective that allowed you to graduate high school, you went to college, and you broke those cycles of abuse and pursued your healing and created the life that you wanted to live today as an entrepreneur and a speaker. And you're also author of this award-winning book. I am so proud of you and, 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 oh, and thank really you. thankful. That you, I really am. I mean that because so many, uh, and I would say, have fallen maybe you know to other, what I would say, dark forces and didn't have the resiliency to overcome some of the things that you have overcome. And the nice part about it, listeners, is the story continues and she's still evolving and growing to fill her her destiny. That's what's so great. Uh, (laughs) I really just think I'm so fascinated with your story and what you're doing. So, Josanne, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. And I want you to describe uh, what was your moment of transformation, and then we'll talk about the book. Okay, so we'll be right back. We're going to take a quick break. So, listeners, stay tuned. We'll be back with my guest, Josanne Marie. Thank you. Thanks. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Things Worth Considering, featuring host Gord Riddell, is a program that's all about connections. The connections we make with our families, our workplaces, friends, and others around us. It's also about connections to ourself, spirit, feelings, and stories. Let us connect with you each week to explore what we are and what we can be moving forward. We can overcome the obstacles that stand in our way. Things Worth Considering airs live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back with my interview today with my guest, Josanne Marie, who's helping women and men to overcome abuse in difficult situations by sharing her own story of struggle, bravery, and triumph in her newly released memoir, 
beautiful, unashamed, and unafraid. So, Josanne, before we went on break, I said I wanted to hear you share a little bit about your moment of transformation. That is critical. What was your moment of transformation? <laughs> Man, you know, I had I have so many moments, but I guess the <laughs> one moment, so one many moment. moments, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> I, I guess my moment of transformation would be. Um, you know, after I left college and I was in a relationship with a young man uh-huh. who was not physically abusive to me, but more emotionally abusive. Yeah. And uh-huh. I realized that I was looking for love in all the wrong places and the wrong faces. And I was so broken uh-huh. by my path and it followed me everywhere, even with the successes that I had. You know, I graduated high school, graduated college, um, you know, I came to LA, I was doing commercials and, you know, things look great on the outside, but on the inside mm-hmm. there was still this mm-hmm. wound. And mm-hmm. it showed up in the relationships I was having with people. Okay. You know, which we can if we have time we can talk about that later. But it's, you know, because it's not just with men. It would be any, it could be friendships. It could be anything. But in this situation, it was the men that I was choosing to date. Um, okay. It would show up in that. And I just remember I felt like I wanted to die. I literally felt like I wanted to die. My heart was so much in pain. Mm-hmm. And in that moment of brokenness where I couldn't get any lower, I, I was laying in my living room, bawling my eyes out. And going back to the words that was planted in me as a little child, that my grandmother told me that God loved me and, you know, uh, yeah, that God loved Mm -hmm. me. And Mm -hmm. I didn't understand that love. I didn't know what that love was. But for some reason, that came back to me, that God Mm -hmm. loved me. And -hmm. I remember sitting on the floor and all I felt was, get up and take a shower. And it might seem not so profound because it's like, get up and take a shower. Get up <laughs> off the floor and take a shower. And that's the, that, that's the simpleness I'm talking about. Yeah. The simpleness uh-huh. and the gentleness of, of love and taking it step by step. And I went in and take a shower and just the water over my body and over my face. And I just remembered feeling like I was being cleansed in, in the shower, but cleansed more in my soul. And it was from that moment I made a decision that I wanted to live and I wasn't talking about in breathing. I wanted to live in my soul. There's a difference because you can walk around alive with breath and air and your lungs moving and still feel dead. And that was me for a long time. And it Mm -hmm. came to a place where I wanted to live within my soul. And I started, that was my transformation moment because I was in New York at the time and I jumped on a plane and I came to LA and I just decided I'm going to, I'm going to change my life, that I'm going to make a choice to change my life. And it wasn't easy. The pain was still there. And so even though when you're pursuing your healing, you will still feel pain just like anything else. If you get a cut on your hand, you're That's being right. healed, but it doesn't mean you're not going to feel pain. Do you stop nurturing your hand because the pain is there? 
one day the pain is going to go away. And so that was a turning point. And for me, you know, I'm a woman of faith. So my life became, I just, I wanted, I wanted what God wanted for me. And that set Mm -hmm. me so huge because what God wanted for me was great things. He said he had a plan for us to prosper me and a future and a hope. And that was a promise. And I wanted that. I wanted to experience the abundant life, what that really meant, because I never had it. And I just started, you know, yeah, I started praying and and trusting and stepping out on faith in many different ways in my life. And that was a turning point. The turning point was when I made a decision, when I I, actually made a decision. mm -hmm. I I think that's so important for people to know, too, because, number one, uh, there's a simplicity of God in your life. I mean, telling you, you know, and I'm paraphrasing you, get up and take a shower. In other words, take a shower, right? (laughs) Simple. Get up and take a shower. Um, But the the, the choices, that's so important that you, your life is determined by the choices that you make, good or bad, but they are choices. And so I, I really like what you're saying, how transformation began for you with a faith. And then you wanted something, you wanted more prosperity prosperity. You wanted a better life. And I wrote down abundant life in spirit, soul, and body. I just wrote that down because I know that's what you bring out in your book. Um, Beautiful, unashamed, and unafraid. So tell me a little bit, uh, not just tell me a little bit, but I want to know about the book, Beautiful. And where did you get the title, Beautiful, Unashamed, and Unafraid? I love that title. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Well, beautiful came from this scripture that I love, Ecclesiastes 3.11, that says, God has made all things beautiful in his time. Uh Okay. And I love that because we, you know, we live in a society where we want everything quick, quick, right? Like, (laughs) microwave, hurry up, (laughs) one minute, you know? And I feel like anything that's good and worthy is always we, you know, it takes some time, you know, to settle in, to be seasoned, to, you know, um, savor it, right? And so beautiful, the beautiful came from that, that that despite the struggles that I was going through or anyone is going through, there's beauty in the darkness. There's beauty in the pain. There is beauty in your trial. You might not see it right now, but there's always beautiful things happening mm-hmm. behind the scenes of your life. And the unashamed, unafraid, what I discovered after I did my play, the one-woman show, I used to have a talk back, and, you know, women and men would stand up and share secrets and things in their lives that they've never shared with anyone. And the common thread that I normally, that I saw with the talk back was that a lot of people were keeping secrets. For instance, this one woman who I met, she was a um, 74-year-old Jewish woman who was raped when she was eight. Now, she came to my show, and after the show, she, came, she, she comes up to me and she says, young lady, you know, I was raped when I was eight years old, and tonight is the first time I'm telling anyone. And I don't, mm-hmm. that thing mm-hmm. hit me like a rock, okay, a mm-hmm. brick, because here's this woman, a 74-year-old Jewish woman who was mm-hmm. raped at such a young age, and you're telling me 60-something years she kept that a secret. 
That's right. I was wondering, why were people keeping this a secret? What was the thing that kept a majority of women or men keeping this a secret? And it was shame and fear. I was ashamed that I did something wrong. I was afraid to say anything because I didn't want anyone to get in trouble. It was a constant shame and fear. So that's where the title came. Beautiful. God is making all things beautiful in this time. And you no longer have to be ashamed or afraid. Tell me this, Josanne. Uh, you know, the Me Too movement started. Not to, were, did all of this occur to you before the Me Too movement uh, started with you? Yes. Or were you yes. prior to the Me Too? <laughs> I was before the Me Too a little okay. bit before the Me Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With okay, my play, because, uh, that is. Mm-hmm. Right. Because with, because uh, so many women started to come forth and share their stories. And I met a woman who was in her 80s. And just because she was living in shame, because when she was a, a young woman, her grandfather had fundled her breast. And that so traumatized mm-hmm. her. And she kept that as a secret. But I mean, and that came wow. out when she was 80. And, and so wow. there are secrets that, that are kept. And, and actually, when she admitted that to me, it was at a woman's conference. And, but more or less, wow. she said, I don't really like to be around other women, but I just came just to sort of hang out uh, in a lovely mm-hmm. villa. This is a lovely locale. And so when she asked mm-hmm. me, what was I going to talk about? I said, I'm going to talk about something very close to many women's hearts. And we're going to talk about their moments where they were unashamed. Uh, I mean, ashamed mm-hmm. and afraid. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. she shared that. So there are so many women, I think, still today that can realize that beauty can come out of ashes. And so I want to thank you for sharing that. (laughs) I wanted to kind of go back when you talk about that one woman show. uh, Tell me a little bit about your your solo, the one woman show, which was about beautiful. Tell me just a little bit about that. That show. Yeah. The one woman show basically mm-hmm. was about my journey from I was young coming to Jamaica, but it's uh, coming from Jamaica to the U.S. Um, the mm-hmm. show um, theme is about forgiveness. So, okay. uh, you know, I play, it's a 90 minute show. I play 16 different characters. And wow, I take in you 90 on a journey. minutes, Josanne? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> did you have to change clothes as, as uh, doing the 16? The 16 characters or did you keep the same clothes no, on I, yeah I keep the same clothes on okay, um, okay. but it's, it's it's the art of storytelling so you have to if I explain it you really would just have to see it and be in it <laughs> to get it but <laughs> yeah I play 16 characters and I just take you from a journey from a little girl all the way up ah. to my place of brokenness and, um, you know, but there's laughter. It's not just about that, you know, because in life, right, we go through traumatic events, but we also have, it's colorful, right? It's filled with laughter and um, different things other than that. And so, you know, I talk about assimilation, culture, growing up with a grandmother, Jamaican culture, <laughs> food. Uh-huh. Um, and then I, I talk about, you know, this thing happening to me and, um, how I was able to overcome it by forgiving the person who did those things to me um, in, a, in a very specific way. You, I, I don't want to give it too much away because I think it would be great for people to see the show or read the book to really okay. um, see the impact of how the call, the call for forgiveness and how forgiveness is one of the greatest um, healing components in our journey. One of the greatest. 
I think it is. And, and, so and forgiveness is yeah. absolutely key because you have to forgive the perpetrator or, or you know, and forgive you. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's like forgiving yourself. Uh, so there's right. a double duty there. So forgiveness mm-hmm. uh, and choices. You have a choice. Yeah. And then you have a choice to forgive. That's the other thing. You don't have to hang on to yeah. this forever. You can yeah. say, I am going to forgive how painful it may be, but I'm going to forgive. That is so beautiful. Um and your one-woman show, is it something people can still see, or is it on video? How can they see the show, your one-woman show? Well, they can invite me to their venue, their church, their organization, okay. their schools, their colleges. I've toured right. with it, um, you know, throughout the U.S. as well as um, throughout the nation, you know, internationally. I've done the show in Montreal, just different places. So, yeah, it's... It's a live show, um, which, you know, we're in the process of right now. The story has been optioned to turn into a film. Um, oh, so we're fantastic. in that process right now. Yeah. <laughs> I bet this will be yeah. uh, quite a film. Um, and I, yeah. I'm so happy about that. Now, a little bit more in the book, uh, Beautiful. How yeah. do you cover that chapter on Unashamed? And do you have a chapter, the chapter is beautiful, unashamed, and unafraid. Do you seg- segment that into chapters in your book? Yeah, well, I, I talk about all kinds. Of, the book is not just, so just to be clear, like the book talks about definitely my, my own, you know, um, sexual yeah. abuse. Yeah, Roseanne's journey. Um, yeah. Story. Mm-hmm. But the book also is just not about that. It's about anything we can be ashamed of. You know, okay. um, uh-huh. we can be ashamed that we grew up in poverty. So I talk about that. I talk about b- being black. I mean, we, we, we're right now we're talking about an issue in our country more than ever about racism. Right. And right. so I talk about that as well. You know, um, you know, being conscious of the color of my skin and um, how did that affect my journey in addition to my sexual, you know, um, abuse right. as a child? Right. So okay. the book covers, you know, I, I grew up with a mom. Well, I didn't grow up with her, but my mom had me when she was 13 years old and she became mentally ill. I talk about the embarrassment of having a, a parent being mentally ill and how mm-hmm. that made me feel and how do we deal with that? Those are things that you're ashamed and afraid to tell people, you know? Right, um, right. Yeah, so I talk about a lot of being homeless, Um you know, just a lot, mm-hmm. getting your heart mm-hmm. broken, different things, different chapters in the book. But I do have a chapter um, in the book where uh, I believe it's chapter six where I talk about shameful things. And growing up, how did shame first enter in my life? The, the, the feeling of being ashamed, you know, mm-hmm. and what that felt like for me. And so this book, takes you on, yes, my journey in life in different ways, but it's very relate- relatable to any, anyone who reads it, anyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's not a book like, oh, I have to be, you know, well, I'm not abused or I've never been through that means that I can't read it. It's a book that will talk about that's going to touch you in the core, especially as a child. Because I feel like a lot of things we are dealing with as adults are things that was never taken care of as a child. 
Absolutely. A lot of people, Absolutely. you know what I mean? A lot of our wounds come from home, from when we, from the beginning, you know, how we were raised and what happened to us. And something happened in high school that we, we holding on to 10, 15 years right. later, you know, or That's right. things like that. That's right. So. And these things can cripple an individual uh, from being all that God intended them to be and to live up to their destiny and their purpose. So I, I am so Definitely. glad that we've gotten into more detail about beautiful, unashamed, and unafraid, and what that really means, because there are a lot of people who are still, I think right now, as we go into a journey, this journey, we don't know where it's going to end, but I'm I'm, yes. I'm hopeful it's going to end with an, a great ending, a great story. So, we're going to yes. take a quick break, and we're going to come back to two things I want to know, how you became an actress, how you got into the okay. acting world, and <laughs> a little bit more about who Josanne Marie really is. So we'll be right back. And thank you, listeners, for listening today. Yeah! Yeah! We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world. And that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red's. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, thank you for listening in and tuning it back into my interview with Josanne Marie. So, Josanne, before we went on break, we talked a little bit about your book, Beautiful, Unashamed, and Afraid, and what it entails. And so I want to just right now tell listeners that Those of you who are interested in getting her book, and I would encourage you to get it and read it through her website, josannemarie.com. And that's J-O-Z-A-N-N-E, capital M-A-R-I-E. But it's josannemarie, all one word, dot com. josannemarie.com, and you can get that book, Beautiful, Unashamed, and unafraid. It's a very provocative and I believe necessary book for many of us. It's personal, it's intimate, and as she says, it will caress your soul. So, Josanne, I want to go. My next question is How did you get into becoming an actress, an actor, they will say, or actress? How did you navigate that? <laughs> You know, it all started back in Jamaica as a little girl. I used to watch the Cosby, the Cosby show. Um, and I, it was really interesting because, you know, it's so, it's so ironic too, you know, in the way about the Cosby show. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it's really interesting because, you know, watching a show like that about family and love and as a little girl and beauty 
And I just remember sitting in my, you know, room and thinking, and even coming to this country still watching it, thinking to myself that there is, life can be better and how media and entertainment made a change in my life because I didn't really, you know, as a, especially as a young, young person, I didn't really have a lot of people pouring into my life in a very positive, positive way. Um, mm-hmm. So television was one way, watching a TV and watching a talk show and seeing Oprah Winfrey talking about life and seeing, mm-hmm. you know, just different people. Whoopi Goldberg at the Oscars, I never forgot that. And she said, you sitting right there on the couch, you can make a difference, you know, and I took that in. And, and so I wanted, I just had, I was always, you know, gra- I always gravitated to the arts when I was a little girl. Even though I was shy, it was the weirdest thing. And I knew that art and entertainment influenced the world in many different ways. And so I wanted to do that. I wanted to use my gifts and my talents to make a difference. And that's why I became an actor. And um, my parents, you know, Jamaican parents, like some African parents, and maybe, I don't know, I, I don't want to be too stereotypical with it, but definitely in the Caribbean, they want you to be a doctor, a lawyer, or an engineer. That you've, you've That's arrived exactly right. you've done those three things. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's you right. want to be an actress. What? <laughs> that doesn't pay <laughs> the bills. You can't make money you know? doing that. <laughs> yeah. So I grew up hearing that, and, you know, um, I ended up going to a, a, um, a John Jay George College of Criminal Justice where I studied forensic psychology, and... Because I, I love people, and I was like, well, maybe I will just, you know, that's the only thing that will have me talking and interacting with people. So I just picked it as a major. <laughs> and as God would have it, there was a play at the school. I auditioned the play. We had an, an, an adjunct prophet, uh, professor who came, was, you know, casting for the play. And he looked at me after the audition, and he said, I don't know what you're doing here, but you should be performing. Those were the words that came out of his mouth. And he opened the door for me to tour through New York, telling stories in educational theater and um, enrolling in a conservatory for acting. That's how it all started from there. That's what I, uh, that is absolutely amazing and goes to show you yeah. that there's destiny always calling you. So destiny called you and opened that door for you to become an actress. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think it's so important for people to understand. I want to just kind of take a moment and sort of bookmark this moment, Josanne Marie. You've had such an interesting background in life. What wisdom would you like to impart with the listeners today for those who might have had a similar background such as yours? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I would say mm-hmm. I would say that your life, everyone's life has purpose. I'll start there. Mm-hmm. Everyone's life has purpose. If you're breathing, there's a purpose for your life greater than you would think. And Beauty, you know, we, we live in a culture where beauty is a 
about how you look and what you wear, and, 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 and there's a place for that. Uh-huh. But the greater beauty starts within. Okay. And um, especially in this situation where you've been broken, you've been raped or molested or taken advantage of as a child or as an adult. And so I'm going to just read something from my book if I had to leave something with anyone. Uh-huh. It is that beautiful is about saying no to secrets we've held on to and letting go of the shame that they've caused. It's about bearing the truth with a reckless abandon at your own pace. It is the moment in time when you make a resolve and say, I don't belong here. Whatever here is for you. This is not who I am. I will no longer carry the degradation of the person who hurt me. I will not backpack the scars they left through my journey. And I will not let their definition of me be the anthem, nor will I allow their decisions to control my destiny. I want to leave that. That's the wisdom that I would love to leave with someone, whoever is listening, that I think don't that's have beautiful. To, yeah. You know, um, that there's always a comma not a period. There's always a comma. If you're breathing, there's always a comma. The story continues. Um, and you can change it. your narrative. Mm-hmm. I don't belong yeah. here. This is not who I am. Wow, I love it. Letting go of the shame. Saying no. Oh, my goodness. You know, I, I, I just thank you so much for sharing that. That needs to be coined in, you know, like a, a message that somebody can put up on the wall and say to themselves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, you've had such an incredible journey uh, with much success, and I want to wish you continued success, as I know you will have. And want to just thank you, Josanne, for being so transparent and sharing your fascinating journey, because truly it has been oh, fascinating. Oh, thank you. It's an honor. And <laughs> it's an I honor. want to share with my listeners, if you wish to contact and learn more about Josanne, you can contact her at josannemarie.com. I would encourage you to get her book, because it sounds wonderful. And she's sending me a copy, because I didn't get an advanced copy, so she's sending me a copy. (laughs) I'll send you a copy. (laughs) Exclaim more about her book. And again, Josanne, I want to thank you, because you've been described as energetic, personable, inspiring, spiritually grounded, witty, and engaging. And you have been all of that today. (laughs) I want to thank you so much. Love you much, and we will continue to pray for our country that this unrest yes. that we will settled without animosity, but bringing new policies and new issues that can be resolved at a table yes. of using conventional wisdom. And I'm praying for all of the country. I'm praying for all of you and all of yes, the countries in the are. world that are going through this pandemic. Realizing that although we have COVID-19 and there are other issues in the United States and probably other issues in other countries, but we are all in this together. So I want to thank you again for tuning in 
to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. My guest today, Ms. Josanne Marie, and thank you so much for tuning in. God bless all of you and have a very blessed week. This is Dr. Barbara Young signing off. Until next week, when we have another guest for you, Julie Caraco, who will share her compelling story. So thank you, and this is Dr. B signing off. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, that's 12 noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for replays of the show weekly on the Voice America Business Channel and the Voice America Influencers Channel. Until our next show, have an outstanding week.